630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. This is the show where Eskimos fans get all things green and gold from the man who calls the shots. We're just ready to lace it up and go out there and hit somebody and uh, play physical, disciplined football. This is where one empire gets insight you can't get anywhere else. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Now, with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. 733, good evening to you here on the voice of the Eskimos 630 Chad. It is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. The first half of the 2017 CFL season is now in the books. The Eskimos are 7-2, and two, but in the ultra-competitive CFL West, that only gets you third place. First loss at home, second loss in a row for the Eskimos Friday night, 54-31 to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. To talk about that and a whole lot more, joined in studio by Jason Moss. Hey, Coach, how are you? Doing all right. Uh, tell me about uh, life after uh, after a loss, life after two losses. I know football is all about the process and sticking with what you're doing well. How tough is it to go through this and, and keep everybody on the same page? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I've, I've said it before, the winning winning feels really good when you do it <laughs> through the week and every day thereafter. And then losing, start you start to question things and want to figure out the whys. And uh you know, we quite weren't quite good enough uh, in a variety of areas uh, during the course of 60-minute football game, and uh, we've got to look at look at everything, and uh, we'll re-examine and then and then push forward, and we'll push forward positively, and with a good frame of mind going into Labor Day. Game was Friday night. This is Monday night. How many times have you watched the game? A uh, few, more yeah. than more than a few. Uh, mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, you want to just make sure you're not forgetting about anything. And you know, I'll speak with the coaches tomorrow. Now that they've had their time uh, away and time to go back and look at everything, we'll speak early in the morning about everything and about our vision going forward. But uh, no, it was a it was a tough one. But at the end of the day, like I said. Uh, you lose by one or you lose by 30, it's it's the same thing. It's a loss and it hurts and you try to learn from it and move on. Were there positives that you saw in the game? Yeah, I mean, there's always positives to every game. I mean, um, you know, there's not as many as the negatives at times, but honestly, if you, if you look at snippets of the game, you know, we didn't play bad the whole game. It was just... Uh, uh, parts and, and parcels of it and uh, some of the big plays that were made against us, you know, we, we couldn't quite come back from. So, uh, but there definitely were the positives. Um, but, uh, you know, right now a lot, of, a lot of the thought is on the negatives and you try to work through those. How much did momentum count? Or how much momentum do you think you lost on that convert that went the other way for two points? I mean, 14-7 to 16-6 is not a huge swing, but just momentum-wise. Yeah, so- I mean... I think the bigger one was, you know, we haven't been stopped on third and short most of the year, and we get stopped on third and short, and they go down and score a touchdown, and then we get back in the game and score a big touchdown. And then that two-point convert, yeah, I mean, it's momentum. It swings both ways. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, like I said, I've always thought of going for one because you usually are going to catch the one. If you you don't make the two, you know, you feel like you've kind of lost a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, uh you know, one of the positives of the night where we were three for three, I believe, in two-point conversions, you know. So uh, the the negative of, of missing that convert and having to go back the other way, you know, we weren't quite able to, to get around that. 
Um, it was still a tight game, though. We even saying that it was 19 to six just before half, you know, and we we give up a score right there just before a tough touchdown. I mean, Kevin makes an absolutely great play. Bullets kind of caught in between of what to do, either try to tackle him mm-hmm. or lose his side of the back. And the back makes a tremendous play right before the half to close it out. And again, in the third quarter, it's it's back and forth the whole third quarter, and really there's nothing happening. And then all of a sudden, we, you know, Mike throws a couple errant balls, and all of a sudden it's 40 to six. And uh, you know, we fought hard in the fourth quarter, which I was proud of, proud of our guys for bouncing back and and playing hard the rest of the time and for all 60 minutes. But you know, it was kind of hard to get out of our own way at times in that game. Snowballed in a hurry, didn't it? After. Again, yeah, I mean, after they got rolling like that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like you say, it, it was 26 to 6 with a whole bunch of two and outs on both sides in the third quarter. Both teams had settled down defensively, and then all of a sudden, you know, we have a couple errant throws from from a guy that doesn't do it very often, and uh, they they turn those two turnovers into big points and, and big momentum shifts, um, you know, and then, of course, we get the punt. You know, um, they muff a punt, and we get a touchdown, and you think you're right back in it. Just in the CFL, it just happens to be that way sometimes, but. You know, um, you know, through, through the course of the fourth quarter, they still ended up making enough plays to to hold us out. You touched on the the, the interceptions. There's, there's two pick sixes. You fumbled. You mentioned you fumbled on the third and short. Um, you had a punt blocked for a touchdown. You had the convert go there. It just seemed like nothing was. You weren't getting any luck. Yeah, no, when you no put, breaks at all. When you put about six plays together, <laughs> and when you talk about you know the outcome of a game is decided by six plays. If you just talked about those six plays alone, it's hard to yeah. win. And football. that stuff, all that stuff that rarely happens in a game, and you got it all in no, one game. No, exactly. I mean, we said maybe it was the something to do with the lunar eclipse, and maybe we just got all the bad stuff out of the way all at once, and maybe. Maybe it's, you know, good to just watch that game and uh, to learn from it and flush it and hope that all your bad mojo went with it. And because uh, it is, there were a lot of things in a game that usually you see once in a blue moon, and we saw them all at once and back to back at times. And it was the perfect storm. And uh, and Saskatchewan's a good football team. I mean, they're they're good in a lot of areas that uh, people don't quite notice. And uh, you coaches notice it, and so they're disciplined. They 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 play. They're very athletic. They play at a high level, and they've been playing very good football all year. Um, and they've been hot as of late. So they just continue that trend against us. Is there a fine line between watching that tape? You know, you, the the phrase is to flush it and forget about it. But you always have to learn from it too, right? What, what's the fine line between between learning from that and well, not, we, well, you know, we getting say, better going? Yeah, forward? what we say in our room is when we correct, it's it's never personal. They have have to learn that it's not personal it's just we're trying to make everyone better so when the coordinators when Mike and Carson go through the game with the players on Wednesday you know um, there won't be anything personal Corey and, and Dave on the special teams it's all about trying to get better and trying to learn the little mistakes that we made that cost us in that game and what caused so many two and outs you know was it protection was it Mike's reads was it Mike's throw was it an errant route route ran it was a depth and and things like that was it a miscommunication and coverage was it you know not hitting the right gaps you know all those little things that in football make them make a difference and so um you want to be hard but at the same time you know um at the end of it it's supposed to be a positive experience positive of learning that you did something wrong and you can get better from it and it was one game and thankfully the great cup's not won in 
August. It's one in November, and there's a whole stretch of games yet to dis- to be decided. And uh, you talked about a post game of the fact that you know, it was brought up. You're not in first place for the first time this year, and you, it's week nine, right? It's week eighteen. You want to be in first place to make sure you're there at that point. Still a long way to go. I mean, and and you got Calgary three times still. You got Winnipeg one more time. You got BC uh, again this year. Uh, your fate probably still lies in your own hands, right? It absolutely That's- does. There's no question. I mean, we've we've got four teams in our division where we've already won the series against one of them. You know, we've got three more opportunities to beat Sask, Winnipeg, and Calgary and win the season series on all three of those against all three of those teams. So, just for someone to count us out right now after that loss, um, you know, I wouldn't be doing that just yet. <laughs> so, uh, we have plenty of football left, a lot of great football in front of us. Uh, a lot of great opportunities, and that's more of what our our focus will be this year is the opportunities that lie ahead of us. Um, there's nothing to gravel about. It's all about you know focusing on the next opponent, which is Calgary, and everyone loves to play Calgary. So uh, we have a great opportunity in front of us, and we got to make the most of it. And it appears you're obviously going to be getting healthier as as you go forward a little bit too, with some some pretty big names coming back soon. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks, we should we're going to go from. Uh, you know where we are right now with um, our veterans that are sitting on the shelf coming back and there's going to be a number of them coming back and by the end of uh, September we hope to have everybody back so um, you know we obviously have we are where we are right now but getting these guys back should definitely help uh, help the cause that's the positive through all these injuries is that when you get everybody back near the end of September everybody's pretty fresh at that point yeah, no question. So uh, when when uh, Darius hasn't come back yet, but when he does, he'll have, he hasn't played football for four or five weeks, and or six weeks, I should say. Uh, he will be very fresh, and for the first time in a season, for a long time, he'll be this fresh at the end of a season. So um, be great, you know, Conor, Blair Smith, all those guys that we count on to for big things are going to be coming back at the right time. How tough is it for players to knock the rust off when they come back after a long break? Um, well, the good thing about our league is when you're put on the sixth game, you get one week to practice. I, I think if Adarius would have tried to go into the, the week last week playing right off and not having that week of practice, I think it would have been more difficult. But uh, I think everyone's a little different, but I think they all need that week of practice to get back into the swing of things. When you're on the sixth game, you're not allowed to practice with your teammates. Mm. So Darius hasn't caught a ball from Mike or our quarterbacks for six weeks uh, up until last week with the fifth week. So, um, you know, for each position, it's probably different as well. You know, for Konar, it'll be tackling, live tackling, and, and getting the feel of that again. So, uh, but the biggest thing is being ready to go, whatever their injury was, to feel confident that they're 100% healthy and and excited about playing again. I, I don't want to. I know you don't ever use. You haven't once, and you won't use injuries as an excuse. But is it kind of catching up to you a little bit now? Do you think? I, d- I don't like. I said I. I don't look at it that way. I mean, I look at our depth, and I lo- what I loved about our team was our depth. And right now, we don't have as much. I mean, that that's hard. Uh, but at the same time. Our injuries are not what caused our 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 last game's loss, our last two games' loss. It, it wasn't. It was. I can still look at that game and say we had people in positions to make plays, and we failed to make those plays. And it didn't matter who was in there. It was the fact of the matter was that whoever was in there didn't make those plays. And um, you know, or you know, for whatever reason, we didn't get the job done. But I will never use the injury. Uh, bug is an excuse to why we weren't successful. Is there? Can you narrow it down? Is there one or two things that you've seen the last two games that have been the biggest problem for your football club? Um, 
Yeah, inopportune turnovers. I would say that has been played a part of that. Uh, you know, we've, uh, for whatever reason, when we've had opportunities to get the ball, we haven't scored enough points. And when we have created or we have uh, turned the ball over, they've seemed to hurt us more than they should. Um, you know, lack of execution um, with uh, a number of moving parts, most likely. But uh, there isn't any one thing. It'd be easy to fix it if it was just one thing. It seems like everything's kind of taken its, its its turn a little bit. And, uh, you know, we've got to definitely nip that in the bud. Penalties, though, have been a, a common theme for our whole team throughout the year. And we took another 13 or 11, whatever it was. Now, the last two games, we've been about even with the other team. So it's not like we're being completely out uh, numbered by the other team, but it still is too many for you've us. You've really we, bucked the trend in penalties, so I mean, you've led the league for most of the year uh, in penalties, and you've led the league in wins for most of the year. Yeah, as well, you know? but still, that's uh, that goes. You know, to me, at the end of the year, when you're bottom in penalties, it's going to catch up to you at some point. And the games that were close early in the year were close for reasons. We we weren't uh, disciplined enough. And then when you get into a couple tight ball games or a couple games when you really don't need those turnovers to be showing, you know, we, we have those as well. So I, I think that's been a common theme through both of our losses as well is, you know, we haven't been very good in the penalty department once again, and, and those things do catch up with you at some point. Not just a long week this week, but an extra long week, kind of a mini bye week almost for your guys. How important is three, four days of rest right now for your team? Uh, huge, I think. I mean, it's the middle of the season. It's, you know, we've, we only get two byes throughout a season, and we've already had one. We're having one in September as well. Uh, coming up with two games in five days or six days or whatever it ends up being. I think rest is paramount for our guys. And, and after a loss like this, our guys need to kind of get away for a minute and recharge their batteries and and be excited about coming back in the building. So I guess another thing about uh, our two two losses, slow starts, have yeah. obviously kept, up, kept caught up with us too. So we haven't been uh, good in the first quarter. Now, we started off the season that way too and then caught fire a little bit, but that would be another trend that wasn't very good the last two games. Mm-hmm. All right, we're talking with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. We'll take a break, be back with more. We'll start looking ahead to the Calgary Stampeders and the Labor Day Classic. That when we come back on 6.30, Chet. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. Now, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 6.30, Chad. Uh, the Eskimos are seven and two. The Calgary Stampeders are seven one and one. It is just that close in the CFL West. Winnipeg also at seven and two. Uh, the standings are tight. You can't fit much between these three teams uh, right now. The Eskimos, of course, in Calgary. One week from today, which means the coaches' show will be on Tuesday next week with Jason Moss. Uh, Jason, Labor Day is such a big day on the calendar around here for football. What does Labor Day mean to you? Um. Huh. The second half of the season starts uh, against your rival. Um, bragging rights for the for the province. I mean, there's a lot of things that it means. I mean, it's a. I, I love the rivalry. I love the Calgary Edmonton rivalry and, and all the sports that we play against them. So, uh, Labor Day is a, a great experience and a lot of fun. Is it as big in the room with the players as it is to the fans and the media? Because the players, a lot of these players haven't been around it for as long as obviously the fans and the media have. Yeah, I mean, you, you hype it up as well. I mean, it's as close to a college rivalry as, as you get or a high school rivalry in Texas or, you know, the bigger high schools in the mm-hmm. States. I mean, it's one of those things where 
uh, you, if you feel that atmosphere, it's a lot. It's different. It, it absolutely is different playing against Calgary on on Monday. So um, guys will be juiced for it and excited and um, looking for hungry for a win. Do you have any memories from your Labor Day games? Anything really pop out at you? Yeah, I mean my I mean my biggest memory of playing. One of my biggest memories getting my first win as a starter was on Labor Day in 2001. So a comeback victory and Sean kicking the last second field goal to to put it put it to a win for us so uh, I'll never forget that Uh, it was a great experience fun I mean I think we were in all whites for the first time too and you know I can remember remember that I think I want to say there was one other game we played where they went all blacks and I'd been waiting for them to wear their black jerseys and I think maybe this was 2004 if I'm not mistaken one of those games I was excited about them wearing their blacks and I think we beat them on on that too so uh, it's it's always a good cool experience Uh, you know, uh, playing against them on Mondays. And the rematch just kind of amps it up a little bit more. Uh, used to be Friday, now Saturday, which is a much better, I think, for everybody involved, uh, players and coaches. But uh, it it's just adds to the whole week having the rematch game coming up. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, it was a little bit difficult as a player, for sure, going Monday, Friday, you know, doing the trip, doing the travel, and coming back and recharging to play three days later, uh, four days later. It was a... Uh, that was a tremendous challenge, and so that extra day does help a lot. I think it's great that we play them again. You know, you don't change a whole lot generally. It's hard to change. It's kind of look and look and regroup and reload and, and uh, you know play it again. And uh, those both those games. I mean, there've been some tight games. Uh, those Friday night games or Saturday coming back too. So a lot of fun that week. Do you do a lot of preparing this week for Saturday? Because you get the short week next week. Do you do a lot of stuff to say that we're going to get this in, but it might not be Monday, we might use it on Friday Yeah, I mean, Saturday? usually when you're playing back-to-back games, you you usually are a little heavy on the first game. Um, but at the same time, you're also looking at that second that game that you just played and trying to figure out what if that extra stuff's going to work yeah. or not. So a lot of the game planning, you know, from for the second game comes from that first game. So you both had... You know your time off and your time to spend watching the previous games and kind of try to figure out what you're what you think is going to work but there's nothing quite like watching that game and playing four days later it's hard to change a lot of things so i think both sides know each other pretty well at that point it's really at that point who can physically go out and and battle and make it through the war of attrition at the end of the day yeah it, that, obviously that's part of it for saturday what about the, the the coaching aspect of it is it more of a challenge when you're playing a team in back-to-back games like that um it, it can be but uh, again you kind of know your strengths and weaknesses going in uh you're kind of verifying it as the game's going on and um, it seems to not matter who wins or loses that game about the next game because both I, I've seen us, you know, win or lose and it be a tight game the next week, you know, and just so happens, like I said, I think a lot of it comes down to you know your opponent extremely well and it's really who's healthier, who feels better on that Saturday night uh, who's ultimately going to come out with that victory. So, you know, last year was a great, I think, double overtime game after – you know, we got our butts handed to us on Monday. So, I mean, it was one of those things where you come back, you're playing better, you feel good, and then ultimately it was a good game. Uh, it's a tough series to sweep. Uh, it's a Monday. Let's start with Monday. T- how do you beat Calgary? What's the key to Calgary? They're they're a good all-round team. They've been that way for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, What's part, of, part of it is discipline. I mean, they're one of the most disciplined teams yeah. in our league. They're I think they're number two in penalties averaged I think at 6.6 I think they might be 6.7 in Winnipeg 6.6 or something like that um, you know they have a plus 13 in turnovers 
I mean, so they're number one in the league in that. So taking care of the ball and taking it away from them is huge. If you can do that and be on the better end of that and not hurt yourself with penalties, you're going to be have a better opportunity to beat them. You have to make big plays to me, I mean, to, to be quite honest with you. I think you have to be able to set some things up and strike, and when it's there, you need to hit them. Um, control the line of scrimmage is always big against them because they have a big back. They're physical up front on both sides of the ball, so you've got to be able to protect your quarterback and somehow, some way, disrupt Bo Levi. I mean, it's hard to sack him. It's hard to get pressure on him, but you have to figure out something, whether it's concealing coverages or blitzing him a little bit or just physically beating a guy and, and come up with a scheme that can do it. Uh, the more pressure you put on him, the, the worse he's going to play. Um, you know, and that, and that's kind of the mindset going in. And at the end of the day, they have a, a dynamic returner, so it'll be paramount that our team can shut him down and limit the damage that he's able to create and try to win the turnover or the the line. Um, sorry, the field of the field position battle yeah. is what I was trying to say. You you, uh, you talked about big plays. Uh, do you get a little more aggressive in a game like this against Calgary or not? Well, I, I think the type of defense they play, they're susceptible to big plays. But you know, when when you take a big a big shot, you know you, it's not as high a percentage. So there's going to be opportunities. There's no question in my mind in this game to get the ball down the field. But you know, when you do take those shots, if, if you don't complete them, you're putting yourself in some pretty bad situations. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to pick your spots, and when you do, you got to hit them. And if we can do that uh, a few times in that game, it'll give us a lot of momentum uh, throughout, and hopefully, you know, we can sustain some drives, but also ultimately hit some big plays on them, and then limit their damage and uh, and go from there and dominate them. That's that's the the goal and the mindset going in. So we'll see. When you go, when you meet with your players again, I don't know when that, whether that'll be on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever the first meeting is. Do you talk about the rivalry a little bit going into this one, or do you just let them learn about it on their own, no, or do you stress how yeah, important I, it I, is? Yeah, you, you stress it. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. It is, and that just so happens, you know, they're they're an opponent that we play three times, and you beat them, you beat you sweep them all three. You're looking pretty damn good for the season. So, um, you know, but it, it goes one at a time, and. Labor Day, like I said, is different. It's just a, it's a different game. It's I want guys to be excited about playing them down there and, and getting after it. And uh, you know, you go down in folklore of, of Edmonton history when you play well against Calgary. I mean, people remember that, and you get excited about that. And so when you talk about wanting to be an Eskimo and and remembered by winning, you know, beating Calgary is how you get remembered. So well, now's your chance to be a hero, right? Well, exactly. You never know. You know, people don't forget the Labor Days. It's kind of like, you know, basically like the Great Cup. A lot of people remember remember some of the big moments from Labor Days. Absolutely. Jason, thanks a lot. appreciate it. Good luck to you this week, and good luck on Monday. Appreciate it. Thank you. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Uh, one, uh, 1 o'clock start time on Monday, 11.30 for the countdown to kick off. My name's Morley Scott. We'll talk to you uh, next week on Tuesday night for the Eskimos Coaches Show. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.